I'm Jamie, by the way. She's Rowena. <laughs> uh, we're having this little competition where we get to pick our favourite Christmas songs. And I actually said to David Seymour, I sent him a text just before midday, name your favourite Christmas song and I'll play it. He came back with Jingle Bells. Um, David Seymour, no can do. It was more of a dare, really. I mean, I didn't think you'd do it, but it was worth a go. Now, did you do it? Did you get Toreo lessons and did you pay for them yourself? Oh, I did. A long time ago when I first entered Parliament, I, I thought it would be polite to, to know some Toreo for certain occasions and events. So I um, I got a tutor um, and uh, I, I paid him um, for, for the lessons. But unfortunately, uh, you know, my learning Māori was about as successful as learning French only a little bit better, uh, worse, sorry, than, than learning English. Um, so that's about where it stopped. Have you learned words like, I don't know, waka kotahi, tafata ora, help me out, kaianga ora? I get confused myself. I'm a bit like Winston. Maybe it's just the boomer thing. Well, I think it's a lot of people who basically, first of all, as a practical matter, want to be able to understand and navigate the government they're paying for. And it can have real practical issues. For example, um, I know somebody who uh, received an email from the Firearms Authority, uh, which has quite a, a lengthy name in Māori that I, I can't recall right now, and they deleted the email. Now, it was actually quite important. It was about, about you know, licensing and, uh, their, their, in order to be able to have firearms. Um, you know, that's kind of the, the practical side of it, uh, where it just doesn't make sense. I think there's also something going on where uh, there's some people who, you know, really feel like they're proving a point that they're somehow enlightened or more thoughtful or, or whatever um, because they're prepared to go through this exercise. And again, you know, I understand people have fashions and trends and good on them, but most of us just want to understand the government that we're um, that we're paying for and get practical stuff done. And nobody likes to correct the David Seymour, but Rowena's just corrected me when I uh, suggested that Winston was a boomer. He's actually from the silent generation because he was born um, in 1945 or before. He was before, born before the end of the Second World War. You can say what you want about him, David Seymour, and I know you and him have had your moments, although you're loved up at the moment. He is one of the great political survivors. And characters in this country? Well, you know, a lot of people have said over the years um, to, to me and others, um, you're a great politician. Um, but I'm always <laughs> a little bit mindful. A lot of them don't mean it as a compliment. I'm not sure what you're saying. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, mini budget this afternoon, delivered at 1pm. Nicola Willis, she won't have much wriggle room. Well, I mean, it's coming out at 1pm and, and basically you're going to see the, the half-year economic and fiscal update. That's the um, twice-a-year uh, update that the Treasury publishes about the state of the economy and the government's books. Um, but it will also reflect some of the decisions that the government uh, has already made uh, to try and save money. And I'll, I'll get in all sorts of trouble, probably locked in the beehive basement if I... Uh, you know, blurge out the, the details of it before one o'clock. Um, but I think most people could easily guess that you're going to see uh, a coalition government coming in that is putting the brakes on. Really, uh, I think under the previous government, they almost thought that spending was an achievement in itself. I think Grant Robertson saw himself going to the Olympics as a spender. 
Um, and, uh, you know, we really have to get a bit realistic. I mean, the reason people's mortgage rates are high, the reason people are paying a lot on their loans in the rural sector um, is in part because government spending has been competing uh, with the private sector for loanable funds. Uh, and until the government gets its books in order, it's going to be quite challenging uh, for the rest of the economy to get its books in order. Our 42nd Prime Minister, Christopher Luxon, is in Australia. He's just landed. The Air Force 757 actually made it, which is a miracle in itself. So does that make Winston in charge this afternoon in the House? Uh, yeah, well, he'll be standing in as acting Prime Minister. So um, I'm, I haven't actually looked at the sheet to see if um, uh, the opposition are going to uh, ask um, many, if any, uh, questions of the PM, but he'll have to, to stand in if there's any questions for the PM. And uh, usually quite entertaining uh, to see how he answers them. Um, and uh, I guess if there's any kind of national crisis, then um, we're, we're relying on Winston. So there's a thought for, <laughs> well, the, for people if they go Come on, the I think you two are loved up now, as I said a wee bit earlier. I think you've kissed and made up. OK, Chris Luxon's in oh, Australia. I can tell you, I can tell, I, I, we, we may have made up. I can't, I can't no kissing. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a wee Christmas pash? <laughs> okay, David. I'm look. I'm being oh, you, cheeky. You, you could, you could. Well, a cheeky would be better than what you suggested. Yeah. All right. Um, so Christopher Luxon's in Australia meeting Albo, and that's a that's a hit and run mission, very much like Todd McClay in India. I think he's there today, and he's basically flying there for a day, sleeping on the way there, sleeping on the way home. That's the sort of frugal attitude, David Seymour. I want to see from ministers in this. Um, coalition government, not willfully wasting money or government money on Toreo lessons when they should be like you and paying for them themselves. Well, we can't even afford to sleep in, in a foreign country. We go back to shuttle diplomacy. Um, but look, there's a serious point there that um, if you look at the amount of growth in government spending, I mean, I've said this a lot of times before, but you know, they basically increase spending by 30%. Uh, that's per person after inflation and I don't think people can say that they got results for it so just about everything that government does I admit there's a few areas where I think we need to, to spend more um, and that's largely around things like health and, and corrections and so on um, but you know for the most part uh, we're going to have to squeeze every dollar because uh, that's not being frugal it's, it's just going back to common sense after what we've faced as, as taxpayers for the last six years Yeah, Grant's left us with a huge hole no doubt about that I did ask you when we were texting each other uh, before midday to name your Ag Person of the Year who is it? Well, I, I consulted um, Mark Cameron and Andrew Hoggart about this because I, I wanted to get it right uh, and they've got two uh, nominees um, one of them uh, is Sasha Bond for her heroic attempt. I, you know, 720 sheep in nine hours, not too bad. Um, and the other one uh, that they came up with was Sandra Matthews on the on the coast for her heroic efforts for Gisborne farmers. So uh, we actually got two two nominees out of Axe Farmer Caucus, um, and uh, I actually want to point to those two uh, as well. I think the fact that you know we've now got some real farmers with actual cows that actually do the work. Um, sitting in Parliament and one in the form of Andrew Hoggart as a minister in government, uh, I think that's actually a long overdue thing because uh, I don't think farmers have had the political representation they deserve for a long time. You won't get an argument from me. David Seymour, thanks for always being readily available to us here on The Country in 2023. We'll catch you back next year. Can't wait. Merry Christmas to you, Jamie, especially Rowena and everyone listening.